What group packs are made amongst classmates while in anatomy lab? Why is it important to continue the study habits you developed for yourself when dating a classmate? How do you navigate the possibility of not couples matching? And finally, what are some of the things to compromise on as a couple when submitting your rank list? Today on Talking Admissions in Med Student Life, I interview Taylor and Doug, successful couples match and recent graduates here at the University of Utah School of Medicine. Helping you prepare for one of the most rewarding careers in the world. This is Talking Admissions in Med Student Life with your host, the Dean of Admissions at the University of Utah School of Medicine, Dr. Benjamin Chan. All right, we now have another awesome podcast with a couple that went through the match together. Taylor and Doug, how do you feel? Good. We feel good. All right, so let's start at the very beginning. How did you two meet? What was your first memory of each other? Um, well, so we didn't know each other before medical school. Um, we met each other just in class. I don't know if I have a specific memory of you. I mean, I knew of her because I actually knew her roommate in undergrad. That's right. Um, but we, like, didn't actually know each other in undergrad. Yeah, Douglas was um, part of... Like, the housing, like, he was an RA Mm -hmm. over on, um, just across the street. And um, I was roommates with my RA. Mm. Yeah. So he was kind of in that crowd. But But you guys never met? Well, I was kind Uh. of a nerd. Oh, okay. (laughs) spent a lot of time (laughs) studying. She spent a lot of time in her room and never came out. I was in her apartment, but I never had met her before. This is a great story. (laughs) Did you see pictures of her? No. In the apartment? Uh -uh. Probably. Oh, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. And, and the name Taylor, he could have been a boy. It's kind yeah. of a, no offense, yeah. kind of it's, androgynous there's name. No, there's yeah. no offense. Yeah. <laughs> but Taylor Swift has done great things for you guys. True, yeah, true, she's true. really true. reclaimed it for the, for, for the women of the world. So. so, yeah, I guess we knew of each other, but I didn't know you until mm-hmm. medical school. Yeah. All right, so when did you two start? Um, when did you get together? First year? So we were, year? Like really, we were just close friends all through first year until, I mean, I guess the second half of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, started dating around April. And this would have been April so, of 2014. 2015. 2015. So three okay. Years. All right. Sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. And yeah. then here we are moving to Albuquerque together. And oh, you're not supposed weeks. to reveal. Oh, oh sorry. We're supposed to lead up <laughs> sorry, to that moment. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> okay. Retract, retract. When she said Albuquerque, she meant anywhere from Boston to Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> and in between. Okay. So you met uh, first year, got to know each other, got yeah. together April of your first year. Yeah. All right. How did it feel to have, like, a classmate in medicine with you and be dating them? I mean, what, what, what was that like? Well, we were very hesitant in the beginning because I personally had made a rule. Let's actually explore this. Yeah, so let's yeah. talk about this. Taylor's very excited right now. Her I eyes are lighting a, up. I made a rule first year, no dating in the class. Like, he had people... Making packs with him. Oh, so this is, I've heard rumors about this pact. All right. Yeah. So you had this uh, personal revelation, personal code of conduct. Mm-hmm. Where did this come from, Doug? Just, I don't know, talking with other people that have been through, and like, I just thought it would potentially, there's a, a lot of potential for messiness. You know, you're in class together for four hours a day, every day, first and second year, and, uh, there's like I don't know. 
just yeah, I made that rule for myself and and multiple other people in the class. Yes. So so uh, you said it was a pact. So did you make people sign like a document, or no. is this on social media, or we're talking like little finger ju- blood tests, <laughs> pinky swear? What are we talking about? No, I think it was actually an anatomy lab that I was like kind of close with a few people in anatomy lab, and we kind of made just a verbal pact. Oh, okay. Not to like date in the class, and funny thing is, I'm pretty sure. Everyone that did the pact ended up dating someone in the class, actually. You can't stop love. You can just hope to continue. All right, so Taylor, when you heard about this pact, I mean, when did you hear about this? Or is this after you started dating? No, I heard about it. He probably tried to make it with me. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) So when you heard this pact, you're going, no, this is is stupid. Well, I mean, I was also not planning on... She agreed. Okay. I probably agree. You did did agree. agree. Yeah. Um, I mean, that wasn't necessarily what I was here for or mm-hmm. doing here. Um, and then I, I don't know. Obviously, we broke the pact. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it took some convincing. So was your relationship, like, secretive for a while? I mean, did you not no. tell people? I wouldn't say secretive. We just didn't, we just didn't uh, announce it to the world. Like some, s- okay, go on. Some people were, like, surprised when they found out, but, like, it's not like we were trying to hide it, but we don't. I don't know. I guess we could, you could say we're a little more private. We don't like post on social media or like I don't know, make it super known. Would but you sit by each other in class? No, we didn't. We we I mean, in first year, you kind of like establish where you sit, mm-hmm. and that's kind of where you sit for you have the your rest. zone. Yeah, yeah, just like how you have a friend zone. Exactly. And then yeah. Both of you moved out of each other's friend zone. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. So, it's, so okay, go on. Oh, so there's, you kind of your question of like dating someone within my like medicine mm-hmm. and it was kind of e- easy for us because we didn't really know any other way so we kind of both knew that um we had to study as much as we did or you know clinic as long as we did but we never knew each other before that so it never really didn't really change mm-hmm. there wasn't a big change so it was pretty easy okay cool it did take some convincing oh in the very beginning i thought we've covered that part <laughs> <laughs> she was very hesitant in the beginning okay but you use, use the doug charm i did and you uh-huh. went over. Yeah. <laughs> all right so you know start dating april of your first year what did you guys do during that summer did you stick around in salt lake or yeah we both did um the research msrp msrp yeah yeah yeah, yeah we both were doing that okay um if I remember correctly, I worked a lot more than you did you that did. summer. But, you did. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and what did you do your projects on? Um, so I was I did mine on, um, it was a, a project over at the pediatrics department um, in pharmacology. We were looking at, like, um, IV antibiotics in diabetic, type 1 diabetic children, and, mm-hmm. like, if they had higher rates of AKIs. So it was more of a chart review, but... Okay. Yeah, and he worked on one. I did brown fat and metabolic syndrome. Yeah. Ooh. And it was one you had been working on. Prior to med school. Prior to med school. So yeah. And then you got, like, it sounds like you got a stipend with that program. We did, yeah. Okay. yeah. Did you get the same stipend? I think everyone does, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so even so. though the perception was Doug didn't work as hard. <laughs> I guess, we, yeah. <laughs> I worked hard. You worked hard. You just didn't have to go in as much as I did. All right. So second year rolls around. Um, how was it being a couple and, you know, doing step one prep and that? How, how'd that go? Did you study with each other? Did yeah. you quiz each other? Did you share materials? Like, how, how did uh, that? So I guess we didn't, we don't really study very well together uh-uh. as far as like. Oh, what happens when you study together? Well, we just, learn very differently through first and through first and most of second year we kind of 
like she had friends that she studied with and I had friends that I studied with um, but me personally I kind of studied maybe with someone in the same room but not necessarily with that person um, that's kind of how I studied but you studied like collaboratively I would yeah but I, I don't know. Sw- I mean the closer you get to step one I think the more you have to do just individual mm-hmm. studying I think the group study kind of loses its value yeah. after some time. So we would sit next to each other and study, but we never really like quiz each other quiz or anything. Each other or talk. Was that time pretty stressful? Step one yeah. kind of leading oh, yeah. up to Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. Was it the most stressful during med school or uh, it, w- it was up there? It was up there. I would okay. say yes. Okay. All right. It was up there. Yeah, definitely for me. Um, but it was, it was, I mean, we got through it. Okay. People get Thankfully. through it. So. Yeah. Uh, all right, so before med school started, if I asked you what kind of doctor you want to be, what would you have said, and what did you end up choosing, and why? I would have said pediatrics, and I'm choosing pediatrics. <laughs> why? Um, I like children. Both my parents are public educators. I think it's kind of in me to be a teacher and a you know educator, and I think that I deal well with children. I don't <clears throat> mind dealing with parents. Mm-hmm. I like... I just, I don't know, I like kids. When you did your pediatric rotation, did that Yep. just like everything? I tried to keep an open mind during third year, but I mean. Was it just loving pediatrics so much Uh or was it disliking other things or how? Both. Okay. Yeah. Disliking everything else. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, what kind of rotations did you do on your pediatrics rotation? Um, So we all do a, it's called Glasgow. It's like a inpatient rotation um, where you kind of deal with just regular pediatric issues mm-hmm. um so i did that and then i also was on the gi service oh, okay yeah a lot of poop a lot of poop and then <laughs> um they all, the gi service here also runs the liver team mm-hmm. and we also have um, patients with like anorexia and eating disorders the mm. orders that come on so you get to see not just poop but mm-hmm. there's poop okay um yeah so it was, those were kind of my and then outpatient and then you go to the well baby nursery so you kind of get a and of those different experiences, Taylor, which one did you enjoy the most? I mean, the inpatient. If, if you can kind of like project forward in your career, do you see yourself working in a hospital yeah, or a clinic? I, or I think I'll be a hospitalist. Or like just specialize, I guess? Or? Um, right now, I would probably just be a hospitalist. Mm-hmm. Um, they are... Yeah, what attracts you to hospitalists? Um, I like the schedule, kind of being able to see patients, not really on my own time, but kind of like... I, I something I don't like about clinic is that feeling of like someone's waiting on me all the time and mm-hmm. I'm like behind and I just I, <laughs> yep. I can't do I can't deal you with start it. avoiding exam room I seven can't. because they've been in there too long yes, like I can't yeah. go in there because yeah. they've been in there for 20 minutes so I like that part about inpatient medicine where it's like like acute acute problems you know a little bit sicker kids but um you can kind of see them spend more time with them you know mm-hmm. if you need to or spend less time and check on them multiple times throughout the day um, so I probably will do that. It, they're changing the pediatrics hospitalist, um, right now to where the, it's probably going to be fellowshipped mm-hmm. after 2019, mm. um, which right now it's not right now. You can go into it right after a residency. How long a fellowship? Um, I think it's two years. So they're going from zero to two years. I think it's two, but that's gutsy. Don't quote me. On, well, actually you are going to quote me on this, in this thing, but don't worry. <laughs> uh, uh, yes, it's a different tailor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need to look into it more because I'm just not sure how that's actually going to affect employment going mm-hmm. forward. Like how are hospitals going to like in that in this time period where I'll be graduating, you know, 
from residency in 2021, like, what is that going to look like for the field of hospitalists? You want to hear my prediction? Yeah. That they'll grandfather or grandmother all the older physicians into it, mm -hmm. and the rising generation will just be screwed. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And, and so, so they'll require right. it for your yeah. for, for me yeah. because yeah. I'm yeah. not graduating before 2019. Yeah, yeah. and I, and I think that's probably true. So I'm probably looking at a fellowship. So. When I say screwed, I mean that the rising generation will have additional educational opportunities yes. and become more proficient <laughs> in yes. the arts of being a hospitalist as well as caring, <laughs> right. treating multiple diagnoses. Right. You know, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Okay. But it's just yeah. interesting that they're doing it because they're I would not... think they would create a one year fellowship. Yeah, yeah. maybe two, two years so. is like maybe almost doubling the residency. Maybe it's one year. But aren't normal fellowships for peds? Three years. Yeah. Most of it. But usually that's like a year or two of research building to it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. is it? Oh, okay. Um, and it's just interesting that they're doing it because pediatric residencies are very similar to medicine residencies in that it's very inpatient heavy. We do basically three years of inpatient with, you know, a half day clinic a week. Like, mm -hmm. it's not like... I'm not going to be able to be prepared for that, but um, so let's say I'm, just, it, I'm interested to see how it's really going to change. Let's this. say it does turn out to be a two-year fellowship. At that time, do you just like, well, maybe you should just do a specialty, you know, because those yeah. those individuals have a lot of they do right. a lot of hospitalist work themselves. They do, yeah, yeah. yeah the GI service. The GI yeah. is yeah. yeah. I mean, they can do the GI actually is yeah. nice because they can do inpatient clinic and then procedures as well. They kind of mm. get a mixture of all three. So. Oh, that's like a future discussion yeah. for, <laughs> for you and Doug. All right. Yeah, yeah. So, Doug, what kind of doctor were you going to be? So, I also wanted to be a pediatrician coming in to medical school. Mm. Um, I had worked with kids before, like, mostly like adolescents in high school. Um, kind of like, I guess you would say at-risk youth or whatever, but um, that made me think I wanted peds, but um, I ended up picking child, well, psychiatry, probably child psychiatry. Mm -hmm. A man after my own heart. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, what did you like about child psychiatry compared to your pediatrics experience? Um, I think, I don't know, just like the fact that like a lot of times in child psych, they don't, they're not where they are of their own accord. Mm. Um, and, and that's common in peds in general, but... Um, I think like psych takes that extra step of like getting to know them, like why they're there, like what happened to them, like not just physically, but like emotionally. And like, um, I don't know, it, it just kind of like struck a chord with me, you know, certain patients that you see remind you of maybe like my little brother or, uh, you know, remind me that I could have been in that position just as easily as they are. And um, it also helped that I had great, great attendings. So, yeah, I really loved it. And I tried not to pass judgment um, until after I took my pediatric rotation um, because I had psychiatry first, of mm -hmm. course. Um, and I liked peds. Um, I didn't have the best resident necessarily, but it was still a good experience. But I think just overall I kept going back to psychiatry, specifically child psychiatry. Okay. All right. Let's talk about end of third year, beginning of fourth year. Okay. What was your strategy? I mean, oh, first of all, let me ask, when did the couple's match idea start? I mean, did you start talking about that in third year or how, how, how long, how, how far in advance was that on the radar? Uh, Probably in third, third year. I think you have to in third year, pretty much. Well, you have to apply by the end of third year. Well, no. you have to get your application. Yeah. 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 And so what was your strategy as a couple um, going into this match process? So we, first of all, 
you, you look at the list of programs that you can apply to and it's kind of intimidating. It's long. It's, mm. you don't really know how to narrow it. So the first strategy that we used to narrow was geographic. Okay. Uh, we wanted to be in the Western half of the United States. Why? Um, I just think we're more... We're just more West Coast, West Coast people. people. East I don't Coast. Know. So both your families are in Utah. Families are in yes. Utah. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. We just, that's what we decided. I don't, yeah. So, so you we, make a list. We make a list. Excel we, spreadsheet time? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Who owns this Excel? She does. Okay, Taylor's in charge of Excel. <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, my mom actually helped a lot, too. She kind of um, started pulling in information because the other thing, that the problem with applying for residency is the schools are not transparent about... Um, like their requirements. Yeah. So like w- what will actually get an interview somewhere? Like I'm specifically talking about like scores, mm-hmm. uh, experiences, research, you know, how much, how much research do you have? You don't really have that information of like, like th- this school will or will not interview you. So my mom tried to like build an Excel document that like said, this is what they say you should have for volunteer. And this is what you should say. Wow. It was very... So your mom was trying to create like an algorithm. She was. You yeah. should maybe sell this. I know. I think <laughs> you a very valuable piece I of I know. It was really nice of her. She spent a lot of time on it. And so then I kind of took that sheet because she went through a lot of programs. So she did that for you or both of you? She did or it for how, both of us. Or did she do kind of like three separate, oh, this it is was Doug, like, this is Taylor, and this is you guys. So she would like or? find a program and it was, she was like focused on pediatrics, but then underneath in the next d- line on Excel, she'd write like, for psychiatry, this is what they say. So she was yeah. doing a lot of work. Was she doing like, was it just off the internet or was she going yeah. to different websites? And, just I mean, me. kind of aggregating it on herself? Yeah. Okay. yeah. She, so I guess I should um, say that my mom loves to like surf the web like that's what she does at night like mm. my dad watches tv and she has her computer out and she's like surfing like she loves to look things up and mm-hmm. so for her it was kind of she just worked on it so she's gonna listen to this podcast she probably is for sure <laughs> yeah <laughs> so she helped a lot she put together this really nice document and then i kind of from there we looked at the you know the schools that she or the programs that she had um put together and we kind of pulled i, I can't even remember how many we applied for but so um, targeted Western school, Western yeah, the, schools in the Western United States. The furthest um, east that we interviewed was in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Okay. Um, everything else was west of that. But we did apply, like, east coast still some, didn't uh, we? I mean, we applied broadly just because we are couples matching and we had to, kind of. Yeah, but it was um, definitely focused on... How much did you set aside? How much money did this cost? Because the more programs you apply to... Right. More interview, you know, all that stuff. I think that our our initial ERAS application was, it was under a thousand. I think it was. Each eight. or together? Oh, each. Each. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um, I think I was spent like eight hundred maybe on ERAS or, I wish I could remember the exact numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, I also did not keep very good track of how much it costs just for like interviewing I just kind of yeah at that point you just <laughs> yeah just go you, you want to make yourself more depressed yeah, yeah so you know I didn't keep people always ask me how much to set aside like third years and I have a hard time because I don't I don't know anyone that like actually kept track but I'm sure there are people in our class I probably are but track. I don't know I think 10 grand is a safe number yeah I don't think I spent more than that yeah okay. that's for sure is that, a, is that American dollars? That's a lot of yeah, money. Yeah, yes. it is a lot it's of a money. Lot. Yeah. It's a lot. And um, that's couples matching. So we potentially interviewed at more places than if we were to singles match. Yeah. So so would you go out together and do interviews or just kind of separate? Or, so and... that would have been ideal. Okay. Um, but the way it kind of works is you get an email from 
the program and you set it up so that it like sends a text to your phone because you don't want to miss it if you're not yeah. on good Wi-Fi or yeah. So <laughs> and you email back immediately. Mm -hmm. So the hard part was if we got, you know, if I got an email from a program before he did, I would just set up my interview because I didn't want to lose my date. Mm -hmm. There were two or three we were able to coordinate together, but yeah. uh, for the most part, you just kind of do it. Yeah, we were, but, but they were pretty good about trying to work with us. and Yeah, but know. some of them weren't either. So yeah, that's true. Kinda... So you go you go out, start interviewing these different programs, yeah. and you know, and I, 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 I hesitate to call it this, but it's like a game, right? You yeah. interview at these programs, and then you know, and then like afterwards, this there's this bizarre ritual I've detected where you know, thank you emails or thank you notes or I, I really like your program. Like walk me through that, especially as a couple. Did you did you kind of coordinate where you kind of started responding towards people or or how'd that go? No, I mean so uh, one of our uh, can I say a name on here? I don't know. Uh, one of our one of the people advising us sure told uh, basically coached our entire class into. What to do, basically? Doctor Stevenson. Yeah. Oh, it's fine. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't know. I don't know. I thought you were gonna go go someplace other. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure. What you yeah, Doctor Stevenson. Yeah. Doctor Stevenson yeah. is amazing. Yeah. Love you. Yeah. I hope he's listening. <laughs> yeah. to you. Yeah. We only have shout out to him. Yeah. Um, so he basically coached the entire class into how to basically trudge trudge these waters, basically, and it is a game. You know, the programs play the game, and we play the game, and. You just have to be aware. So basically, you said, you know, send a thank you to everyone, regardless of whether you like them. Just do it. You know, you don't have to. And so thank you email or a thank you note or like, either or. Yeah. Email is just usually what you guys easier. Do? What, we did what? email. I mean, email. I did thank you cards to the away because I was there. Oh, your away rotation. Yeah. The only danger of the email, my experience is sometimes if you start cutting and pasting, you send the wrong email to yeah. the wrong program. Yes. And that looks really bad. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so you have to be very good about uh, very that. Very circumspect yes. when you fill in. And I, I don't even know how much it really means. Mm -hmm. It's like, like you said, it's a game. We kind of all do it, but I don't know. Well, I've talked to other people who have gone through the couples match. I'm very curious. Did you start like invoking the other person? Like saying, hey, my significant other, my girlfriend, my boyfriend, my spouse, are they, they're interested in the PEDS or psychiatry program. Did you start invoking that or did you keep it close the to only, your chest? Or how did you do that? The only instance that we did do that was to get more interviews. Okay. So there were several programs that, like I got an interview or you got an interview that then we would email and say like, hey, mm -hmm. my significant other has an interview there. Um, but as far as our thank you letters. We did. At the very end, but yeah. not right after the interview. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How did the people respond to that? Do you feel that you were granted additional interviews because yeah. of the other person? In, in, there's some specific cases that, yeah, okay. that was definitely Did they come true. out and say it or did they, or was it just kind of eh, the fog um, of war? It's hard to tell. So, so I think like one 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 example was um, Grand Rapids, Michigan. Mm -hmm. It's a Michigan State program. Um, he got an interview, and I didn't. I think they probably didn't get me one because they thought that some Utah girl's not going to make the trip to Grand Rapids. Grand Rapids, mm -hmm. because I think that part of this whole process is very geographical. I think yeah. people mm -hmm. people just the same way I, I even said it in the beginning. That's how I started. People like people from the Midwest are going to stay in the Midwest. And they're like, we have a finite amount of interviews. Yeah, space. they're like, we have the all you know, these, this like, person is coming out here. They just right. want to check out the rapids. Yeah. And find out <laughs> yeah. if they're grand. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So as soon as I emailed and said, hey, you know, my significant other was granted an interview with your psychiatry program, immediately they were like, oh, 
you're willing to come? Sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we actually did get some some additional interviews. Other ones just kind of ignored. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's fair. It's fine. Um, and then uh, Doug was saying at the end of the interview season, you kind of tried to send a wrap-up email. Mm-hmm. So kind of in the same, like, thank you email realm of, like, a wrap-up, like, hey, now that it's over, remember me right before rank lists are due. Um, and in that case, we did um, talk about our significant other in the respective programs. Okay. So okay. And say, like, we both really liked yeah. so-and-so place, yeah. you know. We um, loved this city, and, you know, mm-hmm. we would love to be here in June or something. So we did mention each other at the end, but... And it's hard to know whether or not that helped, but... I don't know. I mean, we couples match, so there's that, but, like, it's hard to know whether or not saying, oh, my significant other also is interviewing, we both really want to come out here. In my mind, if I was a program director, program director, yeah, uh, I would think that would be a good thing, but that's just my personal opinion, so Mm -hmm. it's hard to say, or hard to know. As you went through the process, I mean, there's obviously, in any relationship, there's always kind of like give and take, (coughs) compromise, Mm -hmm. negotiation on some level. When you started coming up with your joint rank list, what were kind of the discussion items? What were you two focusing on? And what did you feel like you, you know, you know, compromised on on some level? Yeah. Uh, Well, there's definitely geographic. Yeah. um, And then there's definitely like, obviously, quality of programs. Of of course, there's some that are better than others. Um, Uh And then just kind of like if, like she got more interviews than I did, and so that played into it as well. Mm. Yeah, and, um, and we had to kind of figure out how we were going to navigate that. Um, so, like the programs that we interview out together, obviously go to the top of the list. But then, how do you how do you rank the rest, and how do you make those permutations? Well, how did you do that? I mean, um, what was kind of like? Did you have like a little most, algorithm in your mind? Yeah, or, most yeah. of it was like uh, geographical, as in like. Um, how close the program that I interviewed at would be to the one that we would rank next for him. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of it was just, like, vicinity to each other. Um, I don't know. Our, our, our rank list was long and how many, convoluted. How many numbers? Oh, man. I, People have been two. quoting me hundreds. Yeah, yeah. hundreds. Wow. Yeah. Easy. Um, I mean, like so, so we basically made our individual lists, and then we came together and said, okay... Where, like, where can we be flexible? Like, where are we willing to go? And we want to rank such and such this place. And uh, basically, like, with the help of Dr. Stevenson, who helped a lot, Mm -hmm. basically we were able to couples and singles match, essentially. There's a way to basically do your ranking so that you do both. Um, How did that make you feel that there's a possibility that you could have not couples matched or the one of you that possibly didn't Yeah, match. I mean, to how, be honest... How do, you, how do you navigate that? To I be mean, honest, going into match day, that is... Um, we were kind of both prepared for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and very thankful that we don't have to deal with what that would have looked like. Mm-hmm. Um, to be geographically separated? Or, right, yeah. mm-hmm. right. Um, but we were... It was scary. We were both nervous and we thought... The way our rank list played out, like, we ranked places where we would not be together. So that was always a chance. Like, if mm-hmm. it's on your rank list, there's a chance that that's where you'll go. Um, so is that we, something that, again, like, is that something you would talk about all the time? Or is yeah. it, was it too kind of a sensitive area and you just can't dwell on it too long? No, we definitely, you have to, like, I don't know. I feel like if you can't talk about it, you probably shouldn't be couples matching. 
but we basically talked about it a lot and kind of said, okay, obviously we want to be here in, like, together at the same place, but if that's not possible, then, for example, I don't know. Like, I, like I, I, for instance, like, I got an interview in Omaha and he didn't, mm. but there were multiple programs, like, in the Midwest or even, you know, Utah, kind of like a circle around Omaha that would have worked. Yeah, I, I, I drive to Omaha all the time from Salt Lake City. Yeah, exactly. See? I'm being very sarcastic. Yeah. <laughs> so but, but, I mean, like, that was, like, an example right, of, like, yeah. we had, like, that program where um, we had to figure out, you know, we had to, like, you know, face the reality that that could happen if we ranked it. Mm-hmm. So Basically, we just made it high on the list if they were, like, geographically closer together. So maybe, like, Utah and California versus Utah and Omaha, you know, mm-hmm. that the closer would be, you know, higher up and then yeah. the ones not so much that would be lower down. But that's basically how we yeah. and to basically be, made our list. To be quite honest, I could not recreate the list for you right now. It was very long yeah. and I mm-hmm. don't know what we and we made a decision at the time and I can't remember. That was what, gonna be my next question. Yeah. I wanna hear what was numbers like ten through fifty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just a blur of clicking no boxes. Idea. No and, idea. Yeah. Um it, they were decisions that we were we were very open with each other at the time, but at this point don't matter. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. <laughs> so you're going in sounds like almost ready to do the long distance thing. Yeah. We yeah. Were. Have you ever been in a long distance relationship before? I have not. I have. Okay. And obviously, it didn't work out because you're now a tailor. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, it sounds like that was pretty stress provoking. It was. Yeah. It, it was. Were, and I think that was probably true for all five of the couples that were in the room mm-hmm. last month. Um, and it was, yeah, we were very nervous that that's what we were going to open. Mm-hmm. Would your families kind of talk to you about this a lot? Or would it, okay. Did they, did they understand? I mean, I think it's hard for people. I mean, that's one of the goals of doing this podcast is for different people to listen to it, understand it. But I, I get the sense for people who are not in medicine or medical education, it's hard to conceptualize what the match is and then throw on top of it what this thing called the couples match is. Right. Mm-hmm. And I mean, both of our families were involved, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I had, we both had trips where our parents went with us mm-hmm. instead of each other because, you know, they had a little more flexibility. Um, and so... I don't mean to say that they didn't understand it completely, but um, a but lot they didn't. A lot of the decisions were be- between me and him, yeah. and um, they were just as happy for us, I think, as we were on match day. Yeah. So. I mean, I think they knew that we were trying to go to the same place. Yeah. But as far as details, it's kind of hard to explain when we <laughs> hardly. I mean, we understood it, but like still it's very it's very complex complex, you know Mm -hmm. so it's kind of hard to explain to people outside of uh, the process but essentially it's like oh we make a list and there's also a possibility that we go in separate places but that's just what that's just kind of the nature of the game so um but yeah i think they understood as much as they could yeah so going into the monday was that tell me what happened on Monday when you found out that oh, you we were so relieved. <laughs> so what were you doing? Were you checking it together? Yeah, we checked okay. it together and okay. then we, we were got our friends together and we, we went celebrated. to we went to lunch. So you found out that you matched. Uh-huh. Yeah, so but you not just get an email that yeah. said the you congratulations you matched. Uh-huh. Um so the opposite of that would be you get an email that says you did not match mm-hmm. and then you would enter the soap which i'm sure you probably talked about on this podcast no no we can talk before, a little bit yeah let's talk about the soap so it sounds like i get the sense like that 
you were prepared to soap it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were. Okay. Um, and so what is the soap? Yeah. So the soap is basically if you don't match, there's programs that... Supplemental... Offer acceptance program. Yep, supplemental oh. offer acceptance S- program. Yeah. OAP. Yeah. Um, Subjective objective assessment plan. Also yeah. Also the soap. Uh, yeah. <laughs> soap, no. exactly. soap and medicine. There's there so many acronyms. Yeah. So basically, like, yeah, if... And I, I actually found this out probably not that long ago, that programs actually have to opt into the SOAP. I just assumed that programs that didn't fill automatically went into the SOAP because that kind of made sense to me. But apparently, yeah, like... It's a free country. God bless yeah, USA. Yeah, People exactly. can do whatever they want. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so basically if you don't match into, you know, what you wanted to, the SOAP opens for you and you can essentially reapply for any program that did not fill their spots. Mm-hmm. Um and you can, and you're not limited to like the specialty you originally chose or anything. Um, you just kind of hope you get into a residency program that didn't fill, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. So to go from that possibility to matching, it must have been like yeah. Well, was I, it the most one of the most exhilarating moments of your life? It was yeah. very. It was very nice. Did you not believe good. it at first? Did you? We did not believe it at first, but we, okay. yeah. then we, but then we believed it. You hit yeah. refresh several yeah. times. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. You know, you know what time is supposed to come in. Yeah. So you keep hitting refresh up until that minute. Right. And then, and I think just because of, you know, we, we were couples matching, we knew that there were risks that we were taking. Mm-hmm. Um, we were prepared for that. Um, and then we didn't have to do it. So we had a nice, a nice Monday. And okay. Then mm-hmm. a Great nice Monday. Week. The rest, all right, so walk me through. So Friday, match day, yeah. mm-hmm. both your families there. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, 10 o'clock, they open the envelopes. Right. Mm-hmm. They cut the ribbon. There's some speeches. Yeah, yeah. What do you two do with the envelopes? Do you open it at the same time, or how did yeah. that unfold? Yeah. So we ended up, yeah, uh, I dragged my family over to her tables, her family's table. Your families weren't sitting together? No, they, got was, there they know you guys times. are together, right? Yes, okay. yes. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> of course. <laughs> this was, a, and this is not the first time they've they've met. <laughs> no, okay. no, 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 <laughs> no, no. Although there were couples that that happened. <laughs> um, no, well, it's very busy, and like even there, like by the end, there was even it was like, a bunch of, of families standing. It was in the kind back. of a small room. Like, okay, yeah, yeah, it's not. <laughs> like my parents apparently got they got there before I did, and they got one of the last tables, so yeah. they just. It was just a first come, first serve yeah. type thing. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so we went over and we said, like, basically, yeah, let's open it together. And then um, there's a nice video. I and know. Yeah, you guys made the video. We did. And yes. apparently both of you were interviewed by the reporters. We were. Yeah. We were. Did you know story. that was going to happen ahead of time? Or, Not ahead no. of time. Or did they just kind of, like, <laughs> tracked you down and yeah, put I think a my, microphone I think my face? mom was really friendly to the reporter, and so then he, like... Your mom! <laughs> I love it. That. She, like, she, chatted. She, she, she creates chatting Excel with spreadsheets, yeah. Excels, and, uh, <laughs> you know... Yeah, we should get your mom. Like, my mom should be on the podcast. Device. Yeah, we'll get your mom. She's yeah. superwoman. What's your mom's name? <laughs> Jolyn. Jolyn. Yeah. Hey, Jolyn. Did she go by Joe or either, JJ or Minnie? <laughs> <laughs> Jolyn, if you're listening, come on. We want to we hear your secrets. <laughs> so I think she was friendly with the reporter. Somebody, and then somebody asked, I think, oh, it was a photographer who asked if we would talk to the reporter. Well, so my mom was chatty with the photographer. Then she yeah. somehow she she got them on. So you open your envelopes together. Uh-huh. We did. Okay, and uh-huh. then where are you going? 
We're going to Albuquerque, Albuquerque New Mexico. University of New Mexico. University yeah. of New Mexico, yes. Yeah. So how did it feel? Um, well, just the fact that we're going together was a big relief for us, as we were just explaining. That was mm. something we were very stressed about. Um, and both of us actually did an away rotation in fourth year down in Albuquerque, so we kind of got to know some of the people and the residents, and um, so we were both really excited. Very happy. We were very, very happy. relieved. Awesome. Some yeah. tears awesome. were shed. And then I crying and yeah. then yeah. a lot of like congratulations and yeah, hugs and, then and, I, and you I, guys had the unique experience of pictures being taken by the media yeah, yeah. Yeah, giving <laughs> interviews to reporters there were yeah. some pictures in the in the newspaper yeah. Yeah. tribune desert yeah. news mm-hmm. it was it was funny because the whole room there was just so much emotion and and excitement and you know most people are crying in some way shape or form and <laughs> I, my grandmother was there, and we I went around the table, like, hugging my family members, and I get to my grandma. And this was, you know, several minutes after I'd opened the envelope, and she finally asked, are these tears of happiness or tears of sadness? <laughs> <laughs> she just didn't know if I was happy or sad, because we were just, and, like, that's kind of how everyone was. Like, mm-hmm. everyone was just, it was Yeah, it's kind of a rush. I mean, it's, very, yeah. it's become very yeah. ritualistic, and unfortunately, I think it's taken a life of its own. But uh-huh. it's yeah. gotten to this point. It's become, like, a bigger and bigger deal, because, yeah. mm-hmm. like, you know, and again, my day, my day, <laughs> you know, our match day, I mean, it was a, like, a nice place, but, like, I, I just remember there wasn't as much, like, pomp and circumstance, and there was, like, there right. seems to be a lot of more, and just, like, the energy just, like, it's just kind of crescendos to this yeah. moment. Yeah, and well, and they were, the, the event's, like, very intimate, like, you're with your family, you're standing right there, and, you know, there's... It's pretty small. It's, yeah, it's, it is very... I, I mean, obviously, this is the first one I've ever been to, so I don't know mm. how it's changed over the years. But I, I mean, mean you'll, you'll, if you want to, you can attend them in New Mexico. You'll probably yeah. be busy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably working. Yeah, you know, but you're, you're house staff, so you're always invited yeah, to those type sure. of events. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. you'll you'll refer some medical students, and you'll yeah. get to know them, and you'll, <laughs> yeah. you'll be interested, especially if they go into pediatrics or psychiatry. Right. Like sure. All right, so last few minutes, sell me on New Mexico. What what's great about this school? What what would attract you to the program? Uh-huh. What, why should people who are listening apply to the University of New Mexico? First of all, there is the infamous Hot Air Balloon Festival Ooh. that they are famous for. Is this an Albuquerque? It yeah. is. Okay. It's like, I tried to go while I was down there, but it's like world known and like... Is this a part of the interview day? They kind of put no, no, you in no, a no. hot air balloon? <laughs> they no. interview you in a hot air balloon? <laughs> that would be sweet. And see how you handle yourself? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, they're known for their hot air balloons, which yeah. is really cool. And it's like a big festival type thing yeah. and food. And I'm very curious. How much do hot air balloon rides cost? I do not and know. And how long do they last? I think they sure probably a lot. Out. Okay. But the festival, you just go and like watch all the balloons go up. There's like oh. hundreds of balloons that just yeah. go up. Um, they have, there's something in the way the wind pattern is there that mm-hmm. makes it really good for, it, they call it like the square, or the bar, I'll, I'll find out. But okay. it like takes them up and over and then back down and. There's, like, something that, like, moves that air balloons oh, in the okay. right direction. So even on days that it's not the festival, there are hot air balloons in the air. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's wonderful weather. It's it not... Is. It's not like Arizona. It's not hot like everyone, Arizona. Everyone thinks it is. It's like a high desert. There, it's, uh, um, mm-hmm. it's like 70 and sunny. What do they say? 300 days out of the yeah, year or something like that? Yeah, like blue skies. Yeah. Um, it's very cheap to live. It is low cost of living. Cheaper than Utah here. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. very cheap. 
Um, great, great food. Great, Mexican great food. food. They put, they love their green chilies down they do. there. They put the green chilies in everything. Mm-hmm. Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad. Oh, let's talk about Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad. Is that part of the a tour on an interview day? It. No. Okay. <laughs> but there's a Breaking Bad tour you can do. You can like can. see where they film, and we did our we did a self guided. We tour, did. Actually. Well, I looked some stuff up, but okay. So that was fun. So they, God bless the internet. I yes, know. Exactly. It just helps tracking the stuff. It does. Exactly. <laughs> So there was a Breaking Bad. They also really loved Roswell is not too far, so there's lots of alien stuff. Ooh, yeah. Um, I like this image. Aliens, Breaking <laughs> yeah, Bad, yeah. hot air balloons, um, Mexican food. South of Albuquerque is um, White Sands National Park, which we haven't checked out yet, but we're excited to. It's it where they apparently film a lot of movies. Oh, yeah, there's, in New Mexico in general, there's a lot of movies and mm-hmm. filming. A lot of stuff is filmed there. It's supposed to be beautiful. Yeah. There's Santa Fe, which Santa people Fe. love. Mm-hmm. There's Las Cruces, but that's far down south. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, didn't, we didn't visit there. And, but. like, Taos for skiing, I've, they keep telling me. I Because, you know, on, my, on the interview day, they try to, like, the residents and the... Oh, and the rest Taylor's the, from Utah. Oh, we must talk about skiing. Yeah, like, uh, <laughs> Salt Lake City, oh, we can ski. So you can go, you can go to Taos, apparently, north of... Did you say, like, that's actually a stereotype, and I'm very offended. Did you say <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I should have. And then they do actually have... Hike because again, yeah, they have to like show off that they they do they do have we're outdoorsy like you. Just they are, yes, they are exactly. Um, but there are actually mountains. It's not completely flat. Um, There's lots of hiking. Yeah, and yeah. Mm-hmm. We're excited. But we're excited. New city. Yeah, and it has a child psychiatry fellowship. It does, mm-hmm. and they'll probably have this new I hope so. hospice program, which I'm sure we'll you're very excited to do because yeah. it's just it's just more just years, more yeah. years of, <laughs> of making resident making pay. Yes. Resident pay. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's we'll see where that goes, but. Um, we're we're really excited about new patient populations, new people, new. It's one of the poorest states in the U.S. Actually, yeah. Apparently, they go back and forth with uh, Mississippi, mm. and that they... actually that might uh, repel some people, but that actually attracted us just because of the demographic we could potentially work with. Yeah, like low resource um, mm-hmm. need, you know. And I actually loved their program because they have a 24-hour psych ED, mm-hmm. which is separate from the uh, normal ED, and not every program has that. And so um, I thought that was a unique opportunity that residents have to train in. Um, so, yeah, I really liked UNM mm-hmm. when I was down there. So and we really we're, liked, we're both really happy. We really liked the residents. Yeah, we have a bunch um, of our graduates down do. there. So we do. So there's kind of a little community that's Yeah, growing. we do. Yeah. Um, yeah, and even within our class, there are two others besides us that are going down there. So oh. we'll have, mm-hmm. yeah, very cool. One of our one of our OBGYN cohorts is going down there, so she'll pass me babies in the okay. in the labor and delivery. And ortho, and well, then an orthopedic. Yeah. yeah, this is awesome. All right, so yeah. last question for both of you: for anyone out there listening who's thinking of applying to medical school or struggling to decide if to go to medical uh-huh. school, or you know, what tips would you give? What counsel would you give uh, before they embark on this journey? Because I would argue you guys are kind of at the halfway point. And you still have, you still have, <laughs> res- you. are still at res- oh, you have no. residency to Don't go. Don't say that. Yeah. Oh, no, Dr. Chan. I know, it's sad but true. Yeah. Even though you'll be MDs very soon, it's you'll not be still, full, full MDs for, until you, you graduate your residency program. Oh, go ahead. I would say be, make sure it's what you really want. Don't do it because of anything else specifically mm-hmm. parents or money or uh prestige or anything like that like i would i don't i don't want to say it's not worth that but you have to have you have to you have to be committed for the right reasons otherwise you might not make it and 
it is it was the most the yeah and it'll be yeah exactly <laughs> it'll be not not enjoyable and I mean it was the most difficult thing single most difficult thing I've ever done in my life um but and I never would have got through it if it wasn't what I truly wanted um so I would say make sure like through various and I think that's the point of ap- applying to medical school is that we see that you have experienced many different things and not just cookie cutter uh, things we want you know make sure that you have different experiences that solidify your decision to enter and go through that which is medical school mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah all right Taylor last word advice oh um, I mean I a lot of what Doug said is true you just make sure you want to do it and then just know that you can do it mm-hmm. yeah it's you can do it we were just talking the other day that we can't believe it's over, but apparently it's only half over. Well, <laughs> at least you get, you, get, you get paid a nice amount. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, and you, does do they, does New Mexico, the medical center, does it have, like, good cafeteria privileges for residents? I'm trying to look at the sunny side of things here, which is a great thing to do in New Mexico. Because it, you know, it is sunny. It's, a, it's an enchanted land, it's right? It's the it land is. of enchantment. There, okay, it is. Good. It there is. we go. There we go. Um, yeah, the food will be fine there. I'm not sure it was... The character is fine. I think you yeah. get more than I do, but... Well, I hope you share. Please share. We'll share. Share your food. <laughs> yeah. Well, she'll be in the hospital more than yeah, I Yeah, I, <laughs> I will. But, um, yeah, you can, you can do it. Right. Everyone can do it. Cool. Everyone can do it. Well, I'm excited for you guys, and because uh, I have a feeling you'll wind up back in Utah one day. I'll have to have you guys come back. We might. And get an update on the story. We may. And we might. there might be little mini-me's or something Maybe. like that. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so. Oh, okay. <laughs> awesome. All right. Thank you, Doug and Taylor. Thanks. Thanks, Dr. Chan. Chan. Thanks for listening to Talking Admissions and Med Student Life with Dr. Benjamin Chan, the ultimate resource to help you on your journey to and through medical school. A production of the Scope Health Sciences Radio, online at thescoperadio.com.